Hello and welcome to episode 3 of Understanding Locke. In this episode we will be focusing on paragraph 14 in his essay Concerning Human Understanding. Locke begins this paragraph with the question, is having the same immaterial substance a sufficient condition of being the same person? So we're talking here about the idea of a soul. So he says here that it could be the same immaterial being, being conscious of the action of its past duration, may be wholly stripped of all the consciousness of its past existence and lose it beyond the power of ever retrieving it again. And so, as it were, beginning a new account from a new period, have a consciousness that can only reach beyond this new state. So the idea here that you can have a soul or immaterial being that's had, you know, a past life, remembers the past life, is conscious of the past life, but this can be wholly stripped of all the consciousness of its past existence, so being completely wiped and lose the power of ever being able to remember that soul's experience and then begin again and have consciousness that can't reach the new point, it's restart. So here, the soul, they allow the soul to have no remaining consciousness of what it did in that pre-existent state, either wholly separate from body or informing any other body. And if they should not, it is plain experience would be used to be against them. So that personal identity reaching no further than the consciousness reaches, a pre-existent spirit not having continued so many ages in a state of silence must needs make different persons. So if this were to be the case where you would have, you know, the soul re-enter a new person um, and you know be completely wiped of its memories of the previous life and previous person it would according to Locke make two different persons so a Christian Platonist and a Pythagorean are people that believe in uh, you know reincarnation or that a soul can be recycled and Locke says that it cannot be the unchanging immaterial soul which makes someone the same person over time. So if we follow this track of reincarnation, uh, Locke talks about how he met one person who believed or, and was persuaded that he had, he had this been the soul of Socrates. However, he would say that he was not being conscious of any of Socrates' actions or thoughts. Could he be the same person with Socrates? So Locke argues that having the same soul that Socrates used doesn't mean he's the same person as Socrates. He cannot remember any of Socrates' actions or thoughts. So even if he did have the soul of Socrates, he's not the same person as Socrates. So Locke doesn't believe that personhood is defined by the existence of souls. He believed that it was possible to have different souls, yet the same person, and also possible to have the same soul, yet different persons. So he then moves on to another similar example to the Socrates example um, by saying, in the constant change his body keeps him in the same and it is which he calls himself. Let him also suppose it to be the same soul that was in Nestor or Thirtius at the siege of Troy. So having either the soul of Nestor or Thirtius who were uh, uh, Greek soldiers uh, in the Battle of Troy, uh, which it may have been as well as it is now the soul of any other man. But he now having no consciousness of any of the actions of either Nestor or Thirtius 
does or can he conceive himself the same person with either of them? Can he be concerned in either of their actions? Attribute them to himself or think them his own more than the actions of any man that ever existed? So if you have the soul of Socrates or Nestor Thirtius in you, um, is it and yet you can't remember their actions or thoughts or anything about their lives, is it any different than saying you have the soul of any other man whoever existed in your person. So that this consciousness not reaching to any of the actions of either of those men, he is no more oneself with either of them than if the soul or immaterial spirit that now informs it had been created and began to exist when it began to inform his present body. Though it were ever so true, the same spirit that informed Nestor's or Thirtius's body were numerically the same that now informs his. So to summarise his point here, Locke is saying that a person with Nestor's soul but no consciousness of his life is not Nestor. So we can have their soul without ever being concerned for what they did or experienced. So we really can't prove that we have the soul of other people in previous lives because we have no link to them. We have no conscious continuity to link us to them. We don't remember their actions, their thoughts, their lives, nothing. Um, and that is not what makes personal identity according to Locke. Having the same soul as somebody in a previous life that you can't access, remember or think of doesn't mean that you are the same person as that previous one. So at the bottom of paragraph 14, Locke says, for this would no more make him the same person with Nestor than if some of the particles of matter that were once part of Nestor were now part of this man. The same immaterial substance without the same consciousness united to any body makes the same person. So sharing a soul doesn't mean the same consciousness. It would be this like saying we share the same atoms, or as he says here, uh, particles of matter just sharing the same atoms as someone from a past life that you can't access or have any inter um, any continuity of consciousness to make the same person doesn't count. According to Locke, unless you have the same consciousness, you cannot be the same person. And he ends his paragraph here by saying, but let him once find himself conscious of, an, of the actions of Nestor, then he finds himself the same person with Nestor. So if we are constantly become conscious of the self that was Nestor, then we are the same person.